If you guys have a Bible, turn to Psalm 148. We are closing in on the end of the Psalms very rapidly. Very rapidly. And from Psalm 146 to Psalm 150, all of them have a common theme that are calling us to praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Each of these prayers can look the same as they keep kind of saying the same refrain of praise the Lord over and over and over until you look a little closer and you look at each one kind of in detail. And you can see that it's leading us down a path towards praise of, of God. Psalm 146 calls us to praise God because he is better than the princes and the government. Amen? We can say praise God for that. We, we can discuss that, look at that at, at length, and, and especially during an election cycle, and just say praise God that he is bigger and greater than princes and governments, and, it, and, it's, and it's worth and worthy of a praise. And then in Psalm 147, we can see that praise is called for not just one time, not just in your life, but we, as we pray for it, we're praying that it will be prayed throughout generations. That we get to teach our kids to praise the Lord. And in turn, they will teach their kids. And we don't just praise God with our lips, but we praise Him with our lives. Which means that when we are praising God, we're praising God with those who have come before us and those who will come after us. And this is a good thing to praise the Lord that our praise might continue in our children and our children's children and beyond that. And then here in Psalm 148, you can see it's kind of wrapping up, ramping up, right? You got the governments, then it goes from generation to generation. And here in Psalm 148, we are once again called to praise God. And this time it's actually, it's absolutely cosmic in scope. We are to praise God because He is beyond the earth and yet He takes care of the earth. You can't keep, uh, you can see that it just keeps expanding in it from governments to generations and then to all of creations, the heavens and the earth. Our praise isn't limited to praising God for just one thing. We get to live a life giving praise to God, to the one who is worthy of our praise for many things. So if you guys will stand this morning just one more, well, it's not the last time, but if you will stand as we pray Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him all His angels. Praise Him all His hosts. Praise Him sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his words, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted, his majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people, for the 
For the people of Israel who are near to him, praise the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And you can be seated. Wow, that was impressive. Everybody stood. It was like a real church service there for a moment. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He also made us in his image. And everything that he made, God declared good. Right, And we can feel that today as the sun is out and it's beautiful. He declared everything good. This is the creation story that he gave us. We worship the creator God, the one who made all things. Even in Genesis, we can see that God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit are there creating, not just restoring, which once has gone bad, but they are creating, starting from nothing and making everything that has been made. From nothing, something came. And only God has those capabilities and that much imagination and creativity to allow that to happen. And for this, he is worthy of all our praise. The creative, the creative nature of God alone can make us stand in awe of Him and marvel at His greatness and His goodness. God created the heavens and the earth, which makes Him greater than the expanse, the ever-expanding expanse of space, and more powerful than any force on earth. He is so great that He spoke creation into existence. He uses His life breath to breathe on us, and in that, give us life. He uses his words to speak us into existence. Not only us, but all things that we can think of in creation. These words and this breath are far more life-giving than we can imagine. And we need to have this concreted in our head that his words and his breath are far more life-giving than we can imagine. With his voice, he is trying to teach us to give us to give himself the praise. And as we learn to give God all our praise, we are learning not only just with all of humanity, but with all of creation. We are learning to praise God along with the stars, the moon, the sun, the universe, or the universes are praising God for his goodness, for he is good. From beyond the earth, there are praises that are being sung, and we get to join in. Amen? We get to join in to this cosmic scope of praise. And when we join in with praise, we are reaching farther than our governments ever can dream of. Farther than our biggest dreamers can ever th think of. We're, we're praying into something farther back than generations. And now even further than the furthest reaches of space which we have still yet to see the limits to. We are also joining with the angels. I am one who believes in angels. I pray that angels watch over my kids every single night. I, we're, we're praising with heavenly beings who stand in God's presence. And when they're there, they worship him. All throughout scripture, we see angels bowing down to God and angels who serve God. And that's who they are. They are servants or God because they have seen God's glory. They have been in it and they want to worship Jesus and God for all that they are worth. And we join these angels in prayers. And in a way, I think of angels as worship experts that they're worship experts and we get to join in with these worship experts. We are united with the angels and with all of creation in praise to God most high. 
When we praise God, we are joining the united chorus of praise. That is the microphone. We are, I guess, even... There we go. Amen. 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 We can, we can praise God for that. When we join in God, when we are joining in praise of God, and we are united in the chorus of this praise and the praisers who are all around us, there is no limit to this, and we get to join in. This, to me, is amazing, that God calls us into something this large, this grand. It isn't just into simply personal salvation, but He's calling us into the cosmic praise of Him who is worthy of all our praise. And when we say yes to Jesus, and we start following Him, we give Him our, we give him our life and praise, we join in with the angels, we join in with all creation, not just the creation here on earth, but the sun, the moon, the stars, the expanding universes. This is far bigger than what I'd imagined when I first said, God, I'll follow you. And we get to join in this immense, in this, this huge amount of worship. Oftentimes I've heard uh, Jesus talked about in simple, like individualistic, like forms, like he's just an individualistic God, like he came to save you. And this is so true. This is so true. And it's such an important message, but it's not the full picture that God has given us. Jesus is redeeming all of creation, not just you, not just us, but all of it, not just humanity, but even the stars, the moon, the sun, the mountains, all of it. New heavens and a new earth. He gives us new hearts and a new life. And in this, we are joining in with the communion of all creation. In our praise, we should be able to see this, that Jesus is far bigger than our imaginations will allow us to think. And we get to expand that Jesus is this big since he is certainly big enough because if he is this big, he is certainly big enough to deal with our prayers and our problems. He sees them. He knows them. He cares. He's big enough to handle it. And God is trying to pray this into our lives that we can see how big our God is. Pray, this praise, though, is also like a salute. It's a, re, it's a re, gesture of respect. It gives recognition and acknowledges its proper place. When we praise, we're living into the recognition of the greatness and worthiness of God for all things. Amen? When we as a church, we say, one, two, three, praise God. We praise God because we are giving God the credit for the abundant goodness that is in our life. God should never, uh, praise God should never become a cliche saying, right? It should never become uh, so just overused to the point where it loses its meaning. However, it should be on our lips with sincerity. We should recognize our place in the creative order and give genuine and sincere praise to the one who is above us. This is right and this is proper and this is good to do to sing praise to the Lord.
And when we praise God, it goes beyond a simple salute, beyond just giving respect. It is also a declaration of trust to our souls. Amen? When I hear you say praise God, it's a declaration to my soul that we can place our trust in God. Praise means that in God we trust, that God, you've done this good, and may we continue to see you do good. One of the things that have struck me about the Psalms in the last few months as we kind of get to the end of them has been God's abundance. God gives and he gives and he gives and he gives. He gives us his grace, but so much more than that as well. He gives us our food, our wealth, our comfort, our children, the time that we live in, which what I mean by that is I'm grateful we live now with like cars and internet and not horses and like flushable toilets and all that good stuff. I'm glad that we live now and not in some other time. It's a grace to us. And God has given us, given this to us all. We strive to trust him with all that we are. When we praise God, we are in this vein of trust. We trust God with the abundance he has given us. The abundance doesn't mean that we are no longer need Jesus. We still need him always and forever. God is the one who tames the wills of the wilds. God is the one who reaches into space and keeps it in order, keeps us orbiting around the sun. The book of Hebrews starts off showing us how great Jesus is. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 and verse 10 says this, Long ago and at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he anoint, uh, appointed the heir of all things, through whom he, uh, who also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power, making purifications for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, and you, Lord, laid the foundations of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. This is our great Jesus who is worthy of all our praise. This is what Jesus is doing. He is holding the wilds of space in his hands and managing it. And he seems to be doing a pretty good job. Jesus knows the furthest reaches of space, but he also knows the most intimate details here on earth. Our hearts, our minds, the numbers of hairs on our head. And as we discussed earlier, he, he, he keeps subtracting from some of us. He knows all of this, these details on earth. This shows us that nothing is too great for Jesus. And nothing is too small for Jesus. Nothing is left out by him either. All the details, all the details have God's spirit breathed on them. There is nothing that is left out. Amen? And for that, we can say praise the Lord. It says in verse 14 that God has raised up a horn for his people. In the Old Testament, a horn would have been a symbol of strength. Jesus is the horn that was lifted up. He was lifted up on a cross for us to see and us to look at. And we, when we look at it, we praise him for it. Jesus came into this world he created in the form of weakness. He lived a perfectly humbled life. He died a perfectly gruesome death. 
And then he rose to glory and is now lifted up as the horn of our salvation, as the symbol of our strength. The symbol of our strength is Jesus. Amen? The symbol of our strength is the cross that we look at and we see at the lengths that Jesus will go to rescue his own. God has raised Jesus to life and Jesus is truly the King of kings and Lord of lords and worthy of all our praise. But not only that, Jesus came to bring about his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Like this world is tainted and broken and Jesus doesn't want it to be full of sin and sickness and death. He came to bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And he has come that we might see his power enacted in our world and in our life. He is, excuse me, he is mighty to save. Jesus is great beyond any greatness we can know. All creation from the earth and beyond the earth recognizes the greatness of Jesus and sings his praises. We get to do the same. Amen. We get to do this with our life. And I love that this prayer says, you great creatures of the sea and all deeps, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and all flying birds, kings of earth and all people. The exclusion of this praise does not exist. Everyone is included. All, all things, all inanimate objects, and all peoples, young and old alike, men and women, all get to praise the Lord because He alone is worthy of all our praise. And this is the blessing that we get to be included in this all, this all, 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 everyone, let us praise the Lord. And I love that this verse, this scripture echoes the themes of creation. It echoes the themes of creation. God used His voice to speak all of creation into existence. This is a powerful voice. This is the same voice that is now inviting us into the praise of Him. This same life-giving, life-creating, life-stirring voice is inviting us to join in something that is this great, that is this cosmic in scope. This is the same voice that also makes the declarations over us. Through the work that Jesus did on the cross, God's voice calls us clean. Amen? God's voice calls us holy. He declares us forgiven. He is renewing all of creation, including our hearts and our minds. And when we join in the great praise of our God, we are calling to mind these truths as well. I lost my place. We are valuable and valued to Him. And yes, like, if we think about it, we have sinned and we are broken and we are needy. And He is the one who comes to clean us, to heal our wounds. He is the one who comes to comfort us. Comfort us and we need this. Amen? We need this. We need these reminders. And I share it. I, I share it now in this sermon. We need to see just how powerful this word is. Amen? It is over all things and worthy of all praise, and it calls you beloved. 
This is the voice of God. This is the voice that is worthy of all our praise. It is not a weak voice. It is not a false voice. It is a true and powerful voice. Jesus' voice is enough to keep space in earth in its order, and it's enough to declare us clean and spotless and holy in his name and live through this grace that he has given us. Verse 14, also towards the end, it invites us to be near to him. Jesus lets us draw near to him. We can maintain our distance if we like. We can stand far off from him. We can reject him. We can even as Christians, we can just be not right now, Jesus. We can keep him further off further than he wants to be. He wants to be with us. He, he wants to be with us so bad, that's why he came to come in the form of a man and be with us. And although we can resist the work, he wants us to be in relationship with him. And we can try to keep going on past experiences with Jesus, right? Like we can keep going on the grace that we once felt, but he wants new experiences. He wants us this to be constant experiences. He wants us to draw near to him and be near to him constantly creating new conversations and new experiences of his grace and his goodness in our lives. I want this for you and for me. I want that we can be near and kept near to Jesus, that we continue the dialogue that he is starting, that we can continue to work on our relationship with him, that we don't grow cold and we don't grow content in our relationship with Jesus, that we don't think that it's all good, his grace is going to cover it all, that we no longer need to remember the goodness that Jesus has. It's like any relationship. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes conversations, it takes in intentionality, and it takes consistency. And in this, we don't get to set it aside. We get to draw near to Jesus. We get to be near. So I pray this week that we draw near to Jesus, that we see that it's not just work, but it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. And even if we have to put in an, a little bit of effort. And lastly, and I actually mean... Lastly, this prayer starts off with a reminder to praise the Lord. To praise the Lord. And we end with the benediction that reminds us to praise the Lord. We need this constant reminder in our lives. Remembering, and in our remembering, we remember how big a deal Jesus is. And as we remember, we also Remember that even though he is big, he's also intimate and speaks to our own souls. That as we remember this cosmic scope that we get to join in praise, we remember that he loves us and we get to join in with all of creation, even the creation we don't know about, and sing praises to the Lord. And so we get to sing praise to God. Jesus, we pray that we may sing praises to you with all our days, with all our life, that, Lord, this is not something that we take for granted, but something that we just get to do, that we remember to do, that we continually come before you and worship you in all your praise. And so, Jesus, please bless us in this. Let us not forget your goodness and your love. In Jesus' name, amen.